Producer Steve here for the regular Joe Show. Self-defense is a lot more than just open or concealed carry. Join my friends at ArmorUpfitters.com and use code REGULARJOE to get your 10% discount today. Please visit ArmorUpfitters.com and use code REGULARJOE to get your 10% discount today. Founded by U.S. Marine combat veteran Billy Gibbons, based in Belleville, Texas, Armor Upfitter manufactures bulletproof shields, curtains, and other ballistic protections to keep you and your loved ones safe should you find yourself in an active shooter situation. Some of their products, the superhero, the super light wall art in the style of Captain America, that level three protection made in America, only making a hundred after they're gone, they're gone. The bullet and blast resist curtains. These are lightweight, custom, and made to order just for you. The bulletproof Photo Shield. What looks like a simple picture hanging on the wall is actually a level 3 plus protective shield. Multi-hit ballistic nanotechnology. It is art that can literally save your life. So please join me and the team here from the regular Joe show and please go to armorupfitters.com. Use code regular Joe to get your 10% discount today. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Well, hello and welcome, Joe Giganti, regular Joe with you. Hour number three already, my goodness, it's Freedom Friday, is flying along. A busy day for the news today. Of course, for Fanny Willis, today is uh, closing arguments on whether or not she is as corrupt as everyone thinks she is. You know, she, look, you have to understand, when you're a black woman trying to save the world, you can't be perfect, you have to sleep with another woman's husband, you got to pay him nearly a million dollars. And I mean, I'm just saying government work must be good. If you can take six lavish trips in five months or five trips in six months, whatever it might be in the, I mean, there's a time in my life where I made some very good money. I have never taken that many vacations in such a short time, much less that ex- those expensive of vacations. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's completely in the up and up and it's just, uh, you know, it's just another vast right-wing conspiracy of the mega Republicans, or some nonsense like that. Lake and Riley's funeral is taking place today. No word on whether the White House is even aware of that, because they won't say her name unless absolutely pressed, and only then will Corrine Jean Van Dam be the one to utter it, as she did yesterday to try to blame Republicans for what is clearly a Democrat-designed disaster. We'll get into all of that. It's seven minutes after the hour. We are 249 days away from the election. And that is your Biden crime family update. Right now, it is in Tokyo, 107 a.m. In London, 407 p.m. Wilmington, Delaware, 1107 a.m. And in Hollywood, it is 807 a.m. The new and improved Biden crime family time check and those being just a few of the places that they DBA do business as, trading influence for money at your and my expense. 
All right. So, look, in the, I've got some good news. I want to get back to the phones. I want to share more of this sound from yesterday at the border. I gave you some of what Biden said. Uh, I want to give you some of what Trump said because talk about a world of difference, uh, just even in the clear mental acuity uh, side of things. But, you know, obviously one person that helped to secure the border, another who is absolutely guilty of opening the border. Uh, before I do, though, I'm just going to mention this story because I take no delight in any of these stories ever, uh, but I, I'm also not going to ignore it. Now, at one time, you know, I was a fan of Lauren Bur- Boebert when she first came on the scene. She was very sharp-witted, hardcore conservative whose life apparently is derailing, uh, you know, quicker than the, the National Railroad Museum tried to derail their Christmas event. Uh, I mean, it's it's pathetic and sad to watch. She's going through a contentious divorce. There's acrimony between her and her, I don't know if, if now ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband. Um, we know about the ridiculous antics that she undertook in public, which would be embarrassing no matter who you are. Uh, but certainly, if you're going to represent traditional conservative values, it probably doesn't involve someone squeezing parts of your body in public uh, at, you know, live events. Just going to put it out there. Not judging, just saying this is kind of the low bar. Well, now there's news that her 18-year-old son, Tyler, uh, has been arrested with 22 charges, including five felonies uh, connected to a string of vehicle break-ins and property theft. He's also alleged to have made, it's not clear by the writing of this, so I don't know uh, if this is considered part of the charges or if it's just a lurid detail, but he is nonetheless uh, alleged to have made a sex tape with an accomplice. So I'm assuming that means a girl because he fathered a child. And despite what the mainstream media tries to do with their genderless writing, uh, it's only women that can get pregnant nowadays. Uh, it's been that way forever. It continues to be that way. Uh, but anyway, distributed that to another person in their age group. Uh, so he's in, in not the sharpest knife in the drawer, because the surveillance video that helped to ID him for some of um, these alleged illegal activities were shot of him wearing a gray sweatshirt featuring the name of his mother's former restaurant, Shooter's Grill. So it wasn't exactly hard to track him down. Now, I mention this by way of saying, uh, look, I, it's not my family. I, I can't tell them what to do, but I can make this suggestion. If you're going through a tumultuous divorce that involves public incidents, not just the ridiculous one with her new boyfriend or whatever, but there's been alleged physical altercations between her and her ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband. Now her 18-year-old son is being, you know, 22 charges, including five felonies. I would suggest that perhaps she might consider not running for re-election and work on her family and personal life. Uh, and, and not because she's a woman, because, I mean, I'd be giving this advice to just about anyone. It, it's one thing, I mean, you got to have a job, you got to pay your bills, I get that. But it doesn't have to be one where you serve in a public office. And while, again, she's been solid on most of the issues in her votes, I'm just saying it's getting ridiculous. Now, for her part, she said Wednesday that she loves her son, but he, quote, should be held accountable for poor decisions, just like any other, according to the Denver Post. Again, I'm just giving the unsolicited advice that when your public life becomes such a clown show, 
that maybe it's not the right time because uh, she's young. She could always run again. <clears throat> I, I mean, it's up to the people of Colorado. They get to make their decision at the ballot box. I'm just, I will tell you, I am disappointed. I expected better. Uh, I do hold the bar high to myself and to others. I mean, don't, you know, my dad's saying, practice what you preach. You know what I mean? Live it at home before you ever ask anyone else to do something. Basic, basic advice. Now, some interesting good news, courtesy of justthenews.com. House Republicans are considering lending the Ukrainian government funding for its war against Russia, rather than just giving it a $61 billion freebie under the Senate-passed foreign aid bill. This according to an exclusive from Just the News. According to a Council on Foreign Relations analysis, the U.S. government has spent nearly $75 billion on the war in Ukraine already. So if we were to, to give them, and then 61 plus another four uh, for some other, other items in the bill, so another $65 billion would be almost doubling what we've already done. Following the meeting this past Tuesday, where President Biden, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and, uh, and others were there, Mike Johnson, the new House Speaker, stepped out and, and made it clear that they were continuing to hold out for something that put the, the American southern border ahead of anything else that would be done. Now a decision has been made, apparently, or at least being considered, <clears throat> where they'd rather see this go out in the form of a loan. I say this is good news from the simple point of view. that I, And I've been saying this from the beginning. Stop giving them everything. There's a number of other countries we've helped different times throughout the history of ours that have been in, in situations, whether it be in war and other things, where they had to repay us. It happened after, I mean, now sometimes we forgave part of it, but there was, I know, sometimes it was all of it, but sometimes it was also, sometimes we actually got it repaid. And I would certainly think under Donald Trump, it's going to get paid. It's not going to, not under Joe Biden. I think that this is a better move <clears throat> Not a perfect move, but a far better move than just simply continuing with an open checkbook, pre-signed checks, where you say, you know, made out to the Ukrainian government, just say, okay, write whatever number you want in there. That's great. Now, of course, there's got to be teeth to it. There's got to be an actual ability to repay it at some point, uh, assuming they win the war. But it, to me, is a much better mindset. From a worldview, it is a smarter worldview than what we've been doing, which is just give away, give away, give away, give away, which is, is no bueno. So <clears throat> I think that's also in the second story, also from Just the News, the, they announced yesterday they are suing the Biden administration in federal court to force the disclosure of COVID-19 safety data that's being kept outside of the government's normal adverse events reporting system. They're filing in, in partnership with the America First Legal Public Interest Law Firm in the U.S. District Court in D.C. to order the Department of Health and Human Services to comply with two Freedom of Information Act requests, which are also called FOIA requests, to the FDA and the Center for Centers for Disease Control and Prevention seeking COVID-19 reactions data kept in a back-end non-public system to the nation's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, known as VAERS. So there's the public side. What they're saying is there's a back end that has far more damning data, at least that's what they, 
I'm assuming they believe to be the case, and I'm sure is the case. But lo and behold, I know you're shocked to find out. Come on now. The government isn't being honest with you about it. Because after all, they know what's best for you. <clears throat> they know what you can handle, and they don't want to make it too difficult on you. Because you might not be as compliant if you were. So, again, good move. Uh, America First Legal is is pretty sharp. And uh, Just the News, John Solomon, they have continued to do very, very good work for the years. So hopefully they will prevail in that. One other quick piece of good news I do want to get in there. Senator Ron Johnson has released a letter that he has signed along with several colleagues, nine of his colleagues in the United States Senate on the Republican side. They're sending the letter to the Republican conference chair, which is John Barrasso out of Wyoming, requesting a meeting of the conference for the week of March 18th with the specific goal to develop a mission statement, goals for the conference, and a process to elect the new leader. I think this is, by the way, extremely smart. Straight to the point. The letter says, I have a copy of it right here. Dear Senator Barrasso, we write to request that you call a meeting of the conference to develop a mission statement and goals for the conference and a process to elect a new Senate Republican leader. We request this conference occurred during the week of March 18th, 2024. There is one postscript to it says, recognizing the Republican conference has not yet adopted rules of the Republican conference for the 118th Congress, we request such a meeting of the conference under Rule 3 of the Rules for the 117th Congress. Signed by Senator Ron Johnson, Senator Tommy Tuberville, <clears throat> J.D. Vance, Roger Marshall, Josh Hawley, Mike Lee, uh, Marco Rubio, Mike Braun, Rick Scott, and James Reich. All signing the letter, asking for it. I think it's a smart, smart move. Because they're trying to, so that this isn't a runaway, right? Where Mitch McConnell gets to handpick his successor and they do some of these backdoor deals. They want to have a clear set of goals that they can attain in this year as well in the following year. And a clear outline of how the new leader will be chosen. Now, Johnson is one of the names that's been bandied about as a potential replacement for Marble Mouth. Maybe that's why he's leading this effort. Maybe not. Either way, it's a smart move, and it's good news. We'll get back to the phones right after this. The Regular Joe Show.